I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, good afternoon. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score with Sneed and Lucas. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 3 o'clock here from the first United Bank studio. We'd love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line um, for the next three hours. Sneed, I have not seen you in forever. <laughs> Hi. Good to see you, brother. Welcome it's to been, the dark side. It's been, uh, I mean, outside of the the odd kind of drive-by mm-hmm. at, uh, like, Optimum Game Day yeah. Live or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's been a minute since we yeah. both sat in the uh, the old studio. Well, like I said, welcome to the dark side, man. We uh, we cut up here. We not really take ourselves too seriously around here. Glad to have you here to, you know, bring some... Uh, Steal your seat. And You stole my I seat did. first off. And yeah. You said, you're only going to be here for an hour, so... Which is true. I mean, so does does uh, I guess Clint normally sits Clint there. Clint sits over here, mm. and I'm now I'm in Clint chair. It's okay, it's it's fine. I don't I don't really care. I'm only here for an hour. What do I care? Clint sitting, uh, there, sitting there with Lucas for all I care. He sent me the rundown. Um, That's good because I haven't seen the rundown. Most days I haven't seen. We the have rundown. Kaylee's daily at twelve forty five. Yeah, it's okay. That's coming. We're good with that. Animal feature. Sweet. Yeah, animal right. feature. Uh, coming up tonight on our family of radio stations, we'll have Red Raider football with Joey McGuire, six o'clock on Double T ninety seven three. Followed that up at seven by Texas Tech basketball as they take on uh, the Islanders of Texas A and M Corpus Christi. The pregame for that will be at six o'clock here on Double T. I'm sorry, one hundred point seven. The score that will happen multiple times throughout the next three hours. I apologize. And then uh, at six o'clock, Friendship versus South Lake Carroll. On sunny ninety-seven-seven, Sneed, you you've bounced around the Southeastern Conference a, yeah. a, a time or two. Ten uh, years worth, you know. R- rumor is, uh, what do you make of the Aggies pulling the trigger on old Jimbo Fisher? I officially have no opinion on that. Okay. <laughs> do you unofficially have an opinion? I do, and I'll tell you after okay. we go off the air. Yeah, it's funny. I saw a. Um... <laughs> no, uh, you know what? I, I can say this. I think it's interesting. Timing was interesting. That's about it. That's about all I can say. Ross Bjork, the AD, uh, coming out and flat out saying that when kind of asked about the timing of the yeah. uh, the move, like you know, it wouldn't affect the preparation for this week's opponent, which is Abilene Christian. Yeah. So, uh, you, you know, my only thought, and I I can say this, it's almost as if they didn't want him to get to eight wins, which he could do, which would be kind of like what we had the situation we had with Wells around here. What if he beats OU? What if he wins those last couple games and gets to seven and five? You know, but I, I I'm okay with that uh, because at some point, if you don't think that the person leading your program, whether it's Matt Wells or Jimbo Fisher or Zach Arnett or you know in, Chip Kelly, he might be on the way out uh-huh. after this weekend. Uh-huh. If you don't think he's the guy or or the gal, if we're talking about another sport, yeah. you need to make a move, right? You you owe it to the the direction of your program, you know, barring some sort of insane financial component to, to set things right. It's, what do they say? Anything that should be done eventually should be done immediately. Yeah. 
You know, and like there was a video bouncing around Twitter. I think this was last night, and it was kind of a um, the the post game speech for Jimbo Fisher after the win over Mississippi State from this past weekend, mm-hmm. and it was a I think a halftime video inside the locker room at Florida State during I think maybe his last season, mm-hmm. and the difference was striking. Um, you know, and maybe you're more subdued after a, a big win um, in terms of margin of victory, not in terms of importance. Uh, but he was fiery. He was engaged in that Florida State video. He was in people's faces. And, um, you know, the, the AM video from this past weekend, you would have thought that this is some middle manager leading a 20-minute a presentation on a midweek conference call that no one wants to attend mm. you know so i like, interesting if i'm an aggie fan i look at that and go did he has he just checked out on us it's a good question i mean and if he has you know i mean he had 75 million reasons it can go away this on the h flooring center chat line uh hey ad this is from steven thought it was a promo or something clapping emoji <laughs> no i'm i'm here for the next three hours we had a bit of a swaparoo uh, to accommodate something that popped up in my schedule. And so uh, Clint will be um, manning the helm of Tech Talk today from 3 to 6 at yeah. Twin Peaks. He, he just comes in and just kicks in the door and just takes over and does what he wants, man. Yeah. That's, this is what happens when royalty shows up. Oh, I don't know about that. Uh, yeah, royalty, um, yeah, royalty, yeah. Flagship, flagship show shows up. Ah, I'm sitting here. You're sitting there. Bullfighter says, uh, <laughs> wait, what the heck is going on? Yeah, I'm... I have no idea either. But wait, wait until he has a, an hour the later. Play of the day in thirty minutes. <laughs> an so, hour later, he's gonna be like, "What the hell did I just go through?" Hurricane Sneed, my friend. Um, big game this weekend here in Lubbock. It really is, really, really is. And uh, if the Red Raiders uh, aren't careful, they'd find themselves uh, backs against walls quickly. Yeah, I mean you. I don't know that this like must win has yeah it's some, must win some overtones that you know or else right there's well, kind of this unsaid or else well but, the or but else in terms is you of, don't go to a bowl game in terms of of trying to salvage something of this season and yeah um you know end with some pretty big silver linings to a a dark cloud of a season that didn't go as you expected yeah you, then you got to win this weekend because I don't you don't want to go into Austin needing to win to get to yeah. A bowl. The the or else truly is you're not gonna you're not gonna play postseason because there's just there's just no I can't get myself I can't I can't rose colored glass I can't I can't sunshine pump my way into a win in Austin I mean no I mean down a running back or not that's a that's a motivated team that has motivated reasons to go and and shove it up your rear end. And it and it stems from beginning, middle, and end is what the commissioner said at our kickoff sure. luncheon to you know how he said he wanted to solo help celebrate our win in Austin. I mean, I I mean, I think we're gonna get donkey stomped in Austin next week. Yeah, I, I don't I don't think that there's enough like uh, MDMA and ketamine in the world to get me so hyped up that I think they could win that yeah, game. Yeah, there's there's no I mean was it, you said it, you wrong. called it a name your score game, right? Yeah. I I think the same thing. I think this is the kind of game that you could lose 82 to 21. 
82 to 14. And and I know this is the case for you. I'd love to be wrong. Oh yeah. I'd I'd love to go in there and spoil the party. Um, it would be delicious. I just I can't see a way that happens. I, I yeah I can't I can't make my way to the the path that gets us there. I mean, yeah. I I just think that they're going to take every opportunity they can to score on you and make you look bad doing it. Now, if if Baron Morton was maybe a hundred percent. I might feel a bit more kind of oh okay I could I could maybe squint my eyes and 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 see how it could possibly happen but with him as compromised as his, as he is the I, the win would have to occur just like the one you got in Lawrence where you get every every advantage in field position you take the air out of the ball, you slow the game down, and you play that game at a pace where it's almost walking. More bottom line next on 100.7 The Score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey there, how you going? Good afternoon. It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score with Josh and Lucas. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 3 o'clock and would love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, Clint left me uh, detailed instructions on what goes on on this program from one, well, really from noon to three. And so at one o'clock, I was instructed to reset. So just going to take take a a moment, (laughs) recenter, and then welcome in Josh. Um, We have not really hung out very much. This is our first time doing a a show together. How about that? Yeah, for sure. I feel like uh, there was a a time a couple of years ago where it was bandied about that um, during Christmas, when typically everyone's everywhere, anyways, um, we would uh, kind of shuffle the shows and just have different people in different time slots with different co-hosts. And I was looking forward to that, but uh, I think it got the kibosh at some point. Maybe we can do that this year. That would be really, really cool. Um, we get this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, it may just be me, but I really like the simplicity of the name and culturally accurate trophy of Battle for the Saddle, guns up. Yeah, are you aware of this? The the Baylor-TCU rivalry, which is on track to be um, the most played football series in college football in Texas, um, surpassing A&M in Texas. Um, they have renamed that rivalry from The Revivalry, which has religious overtones, and it's tremendous because it's Baylor and Baptists and TCU, Texas Christian, and it's, it's a true rivalry. They don't like each other. And they've moved away from that to now officially the Blue Bonnet Battle. I heard about this just a few hours, I think, before you you on Tech Talk, you and Gus talked about it the first time. 
like just a few hours before and I heard the name and was I don't know I was kind of floored because I first off I think the rivalry is a really cool name for a rivalry <laughs> and I I don't know I'm not such a fan of what was it, the blue bonnet the blue bonnet battle blue bonnet have battle. you seen the trophy no I haven't okay you're you're in for a treat uh here you go I'm showing this to Josh that, now that looks about as sweet as the as the blue this, bonnet this looks rivalry like something name. that you would get at like the craft section of a flea market it 100 percent does right if you haven't seen it i will describe it as best i can um it is a base made of wood it is uh like a kind of a bright almost plywood color with a uh a, uh like a, a beveled star in the center in curved letters kind of a semicircle it says the blue bonnet battle and then the kind of centerpiece here is a black circle, which apparently, according to the literature, um, is a circular battle shield, hand forged in steel, <laughs> um, and it is, it is made to look, it's brand new, but it's made to look 124 years old. Gotta tell you, Missed the mark. Yeah, absolutely. Missed the mark. It looks like a chalkboard. Yeah. The irony, then, the irony of it is that it looks like something you'd find at Hobby Lobby. Like if, another exactly. Christian-based yeah. organization. Like if, if you were gonna, if you're gonna make this change, right, and make it the Blue Bonnet Battle, why, why overthink this with a battle shield? Where did that come from? Hey, metal or sorry, metal or wood base, gold blue bonnets. Easy, easy. Yeah, I think you got to go for a full rebrand. Not, yeah, I, I agree with that. I think that would have been classy and really pretty too. I like the two little dots on Texas indicating where Fort Worth is and where Waco is. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it's a nice little touch, um, but it just looks like a colon, um, like the the, <laughs> the language arts colon, not like a body part colon. Um, although I guess maybe from far enough away, if you just looked at the trophy, you might mistake it for one of those. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's not great. It's not great. Um, and the the reasoning behind this apparently is that I and I don't know that Baylor was all in on the revivalry, but the the word is the scuttlebutt is the TCU was like, listen, if you want to make this a formal thing with a trophy and a title sponsor and all this stuff, it's not going to be religious in any way. We don't want any part of that. We don't want any kind of religious overtones. The revivalry is out. We don't want that. It has to be something else. And thus, we get the Blue Bonnet battle. Uh, let's see. This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Uh, the Butt Bowl is the greatest name of all time. Baylor University in Texas Tech. Yep, B-U-T-T. -T. I do like that. I'm always a fan of that one. Someone says, uh, the loser should have to keep that trophy. It's a good idea. That, that would be good. fairly unique. Uh, this on the chat line um, from T Money 806 I suppose better a blue bonnet than a pansy, right? Yeah, perhaps. Um, what? Well, never mind. I don't want to get in trouble. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs, I feel like the rug is going to get pulled out from under us and we're in store for an afternoon of high school girls field hockey or something like that on Double T 97.3. I don't trust this double bonus we were gifted of A, no Clint, and B, more <laughs> AD. Um, well, I mean, you're, you're going to get the same amount. It's just flipped, right? So I, I had a scheduling thing pop up 
relatively uh, suddenly, and so I have to be someplace else at three. And so Clint and I just kind of swapped, and uh, it was pretty easy. Um, so there you go. You get Baylor TC this weekend, the Blue Bonnet Battle. This is actually a lot of rivalry games this weekend, right? Because you have this game, you have Kansas, Kansas State, the Sunflower yes. Showdown. Mm-hmm. I don't mind that flower uh, related rivalry name. Oregon um, and Oregon State is next week. Washington, Washington State next week. Um, so it kind of spread out, but uh, at least in the Big 12, a couple of rivalry games. Um, this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Um, Tad Cedar here, FYI, pleasant surprise to listen to UAD. Oh, thank you. It is, it is nice to even finally though you, have a professional on this yeah, side there of the go. table. See, I was yeah, heading in that direction. <laughs> I do watch, I do not watch, but I do listen to the show as often as I can and stuff. Uh, I do, I was a fan of Tech Talk without, before I even started at Raymar. Um, so not even realizing that that's who I was listening to and I walk in the building and I was kind of starstruck initially. By who? By, uh, well, it was Level. it was actually Level. you yeah. that, I, that I ran into. And I was like, whoa, this is who I listen to. And then I saw you guys. I was like, oh, Man, they're he's, just He's like a lot us. dumber in person. Uh, this from <laughs> our friend Sooner in Lubbock. Uh, the Blue Bonnet Battle could be sponsored by Hobby Lobby. That's tremendous. I wonder if they're pulling in. They've got to be pulling in some direction, something like that. If especially you're going to go away from the revivalry. This is just what you needed to get another Christian on organization on board bottom line continues on next on 100.7 the score bringing you the truth or something like the truth this is the bottom line podcast from 100.7 the score Right now, it's time for Take versus Take. All right, folks. I have the questions today. AD's, Who goes first? Uh, you'll go first. Okay. Damn right. Well, actually, okay. I, I like the spirit. It's AD versus Jackson. I have the questions. It'll be three. Is he scored? Yes. Okay. And how many times do we go? Three. Three. Okay. All right. Okay. It's one take per question. Sure, sure. There's three questions. Gotcha. All right. So. And Josh is the judge. Josh is the judge. Yeah, I am the sole adjudicator, and my word is final. All right, gentlemen, and AD, you will go first. Which fictional world would you live in? This could be movies, could be video games, it could be books. Your choice. Which fictional world would you throw yourself into and build a life? Presumably oh, die there. Yeah, it's Wonderland. Wonderland? It's easily Wonderland. Okay. You Have you seen those mushrooms? The mushroom makes you small. Mushroom makes you big. They're probably delicious, right? <laughs> You've got the, the 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 people that police things, yeah. right? The 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 governing authority. They're cards. They're <laughs> they're just playing cards. You're not going to do anything to me with playing cards. I'll just set you on fire and and eat another mushroom. Easy. All right, that was strong, fast. Let's have it, Jackson. <laughs> You're up. I don't have an answer that quickly, but. I even gave you extra time. That's true. I, know, I, know, I mean, I not know. much extra time, but he gave you some. 
I, I'd probably go Harry Potter. Harry Potter, yeah. why? Just because I feel like you could do everything a lot easier with magic. You just whip your wand around and... Easy. Family show. Yep. So, I mean, you want to clean up your room, just say a spell, or well, but you do anything hard. That's anything if you're hard. magical, right? You could just be yeah. like a muggle. I was, I was actually also, thinking Yeah, that. I guess that is part, but I could <laughs> You could that. just be regular Jackson with wizards flying around with a dirty room. That is Whipping true. your wand out for no reason. But it's also not too far off our baseline. Like, I wouldn't jump into that world and not have any idea where Meanwhile, I was. my mushrooms are for everybody. I'm just saying. <laughs> Mostly because I'm intimidated by the spirit of the whole thing. I'm going to give the point to AD. That was a very quick answer, but yeah. also the Harry Potter. I was actually thinking, interesting. I wonder if you would be magical in this world. <laughs> my uh, my sister-in-law is like an over-the-top Harry Potter fan. And mm -hmm. so whenever, when she first kind of joined the family, we all had to take the the test to see yeah. what house you're a part of. And now anytime anyone new, like new uh, boyfriend for they my sister or new, you know, they're now, you know, husband, whatever. It's like, Hey, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta get sorted there. Pal. Yeah. That's funny. I'm in a lot of ways. I'm I have very, not been sorted. I'm very anti Harry Potter in a lot of ways, but, uh, you haven't been sorted yet. Uh -uh. Huh. You might run into someone that might make you apparently. <laughs> All right, Jackson, you're going to start this one. Going into the sports world, which early retired athlete had the most left in the tank? Oh, easily Andrew Luck every day of the week. I think Andrew Luck could have been a Hall of Famer, the best rookie we've seen since C.J. Stroud. Um, <laughs> but uh, easily Andrew Luck. I okay. wish Andrew Luck did not retire. I mean, I understand the whole mental health and, and the body, and I, I get playing football is hard, so I don't blame him. Yeah. But – I wish I could have seen that dude's career. Okay. No, it's it's Barry Sanders. Like Andrew Luck, can I attack his? Sure. Is that part of it too? Yeah. You, is you it, can do is that. it just? Okay. You, gotta, you just got to aim for the point. Sure. I'm, well, I'm going for the throat. Is what I'm doing. Okay. Yeah. Andrew Luck's body was breaking down. It doesn't matter how like bought in he was. Um, and as a Texas fan, I was not sad to see that. Even though I did attend his high school graduation, oh, I was really? in the arena for his high school graduation. That's bonus points, Josh. Um, but it's Barry Sanders. I mean, he still had he still had plenty of of uh, of gas left in the tank, plenty of tread on the tires. He was just in a, in a terrible situation with the Lions. Mm -hmm. They they weren't winning. They were a terrible franchise. It was hopeless. Why why break my body down? Right to go five and eleven. I do think something that strengthens your case on that one is the fact that there is someone not too much longer, too much afterwards, that did the same thing. You know, in Calvin Johnson that also retired from a terrible organization. Not so terrible anymore, but, you know, they've been mismanaged for a very long time. Um, I like the Andrew Luck answer, but I, I I think there's probably no better answer than the Barry Sanders one. Yeah, Barry Sanders, that's also a good one. I probably would have picked <clears throat> Calvin Johnson. Did, but Luck went to Stratford, right? He did. Okay, cool. Yeah, Stratford High School. I attended Stratford, not in his class, but my uh, my stepbrother <laughs> was in the same graduating class as Andrew Luck. That's cool. My my stepbrother did not get as many claps as Andrew Luck did when he walked across the stage. Mm -hmm. That probably might surprise you, but all right, Jackson. I'm sorry, but yeah, AD does get the point for this one. So and he's got to win. I'm just trying to. You're trying to avoid the sweep, man. It's for pride at this point. Yeah. It's all you can do. All right. 
still staying into the still staying in the sports world and still kind of in the same vein but we're not talking about retirement anymore we're talking about career ending injuries which career ending injury do you think had the most implication on the team itself and i'll give you my example you can still use this answer but um my pick for this is uh sterling not sterling sharp yeah sterling sharp uh because i think you know you really started seeing a lot from tom brady when randy moss went there not that he wasn't great before that obviously had success before that but brett Favre, the packers could have had another they could have had way more than just the one super bowl if they had you know top tier arguably best receiver in the league uh, at the time if sterling shepherd hadn't had a career ending injury um you know so there's my example gentlemen what is your take 80 you'll start it's this one joe theisman right it, it was i think it was monday night football broadcast the entire country mm -hmm. and his knee his leg just got pulverized in yeah. front of a, a nationally televised audience and you know if you've ever read the bruce feldman book about um michael Ower, he talks about how that really th that singular play more than anything else any other single event um emphasized the importance of hey you need a pretty good left tackle so that your quarterback doesn't get killed back there um didn't play again it's a miracle that he could walk Joe Theismann. <laughs> Jackson, let's have it. You have the unfortunate position I'm that going you, second. you well, you have also seen less career. I have, I have, I have. But I've heard I've heard my fair share. Um gosh, that would have been my answer just because yeah. it's so legendary. You can, you can give it another shot. You just gotta defend no, it better. I think I gotta go different. I mean, it wasn't necessarily the injury itself, but I think that since Bo Jackson has had his hip dislocation. So hold on, hold on. If, if you want a better shot at the point, my take or my question was had the most implication on the team, yeah. which is a, mm. a good answer, but it's not necessarily the answer to the question. Well, I mean, what did his I know, team I know, do? I know, I know. I, 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 it's a great answer for a person, but the team, if, if I'm just giving you your best shot. Career ending, though, is pretty... Hmm. Yeah, I mean, and there's still um, there's still a few. I mean, I mean, gosh, I don't know. Have the have the Raiders been relevant since Bo Jackson had his whole hip deal and then got that bone disease and and I, that's my answer in my opinion. Whenever I look, or the, based on stories, because I was not around. Yeah, but I mean, what have the Raiders done? So yeah, good answer, but you don't avoid the sweep because uh, yeah, I would have picked Theismann. Yeah, Joe Theismann in the same vein that you were going in they didn't have they weren't relevant pretty much any time afterwards uh till yeah it was not good is there like fanfare music is there like a we could do some fake cheers for you is there like a confetti pop <sighs> or something there might be something in the cards there might something in the saves but i feel like there should be a thing a, like a board that maybe is is brought in for this segment <laughs> <laughs> um where um like guest pickers get like the best like okay AD oh three yeah and oh, okay. or so and so did two and one i just just a thought just oh, we gotta just start keeping we'll, track we'll workshop it yeah we'll, we'll throw that in there <laughs> and raiders don't go get the board we're playing it t and raider says dominating precancerous ad let's have you back to battle the self-awarded take versus take goat clint Guessing precancerous <laughs> is not a nickname and probably just an autocorrect oopsie yeah okay. i think so yeah uh Bottom line continues next.
bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey there, how you going? Thank you for making us a part of your Thursday with Josh and Jackson. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today from the first United Bank studio until 3 o'clock. Would love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Time for the question of the day. Time now for Jamie's question of the day. Brought to you by someone not named Jamie. Okay, so today I have the question of the day. And I believe last week I had a question, and my question was, if I remember correctly, the Texans are, were the Texans a playoff team, a yeah, French playoff right. team? And so this is going to be Hopefully another Texans. Hopefully they all said yes. Yes. Okay, yeah. good. They said, so hope, uh, this is going to be another Texans-related question, just because I don't know <laughs> when I'm going to be able show. to ask yeah. this without being laughed at sure. again. The question is, is C.J. Stroud a legitimate contender for not just Offensive Player of the Year, but MVP, if he continues what he's doing? I, I'm going to say no, but only because I don't see AP putting, him, put, putting a rookie ahead of literally anybody else. Uh, that's why stuff like that exists. That's why rookie of the year exists and offensive player of the year uh, exists. Rookie offensive player of the year as well. Like awards like that exist so that you can include as many people as possible and give MVP to a quarterback, unless you just absolutely have to give it to someone else. But I don't think they'll give it to a rookie uh, ahead of, you know, anybody else that's in the conversation right now. I think if he continues at this pace, mm-hmm. which would be very, I mean, that, that if is doing a lot of work in this conversation, right? Yeah. That, that's like, um, that's a heavy ask um, for any player, let alone a rookie, um, let alone, you know, for a team that's been just dog water for a long time. Very true. But under the premise of this conversation, if he continues at this pace and the team success kind of continues, not again, not winning out, but being a playoff team, maybe challenging um, for the division, and they've got a win in Jacksonville under their belt too, I think he's a contender. Do I think that he would win it? No, probably not, for a lot of the same reasons that you illustrated. Um, But I think that he would absolutely kind of be in the conversation. He'd be on the Vegas board. Uh, There would be people stumping for him, and it would not be some kind of like joke to argue on a first take or a first things first or the bottom line or any other program to say, I think, I think Stroud should win it. So I would say yes. And, and granted, I'm a, 
you know, Houstonian and might be a bit biased, but that's so, that's my take. Jackson's all It's all okay to be biased, team. and I agree with both. I mean, I agree with with uh, I agree with Josh, just because no one's done it since Jim Brown in what the fifties, and then I agree with Aaron because. If the end of the season comes around and Josh or not, I almost said Josh, but CJ Stroud mm-hmm. has the has the most passing yards, the most touchdowns, the best TD INT ratio, and the Texans have a winning record. How do you not? Yeah, you know? it it would have to it would be if he puts together a season where it's just like undeniable, then that's the, probably the only way he gets it. But in the spirit of your question, is like he a legitimate contender? Yeah, I mean, I I I agree there where it's not going to be above any point of discussion where uh, if you hear his name come up, no one's laughing. No one's, uh, they are talking about it. As far as my points, just the win, but to your question, contender. Yeah, I think so. And I think the, as great as he has been on the whole this season, as, as, um, transcendent as his season has been for a rookie quarterback. He also didn't start the season, right? Um, we're not that far removed from kind of a stinker against a not very good Carolina team, right? So I think that the skeptics certainly have valid reasons to be skeptical because as good as he was against the Bengals, as good as he was against the Buccaneers, um, pretty blah against the Panthers. So, yeah, he's all right. He was uh, Panthers, and I think the other one's the Falcons. Okay games, very blah against the Panthers for sure. I mean... Just because he's, I think it was the second year he'd have much, like much more of a stronger case. Because I mean, every quarterback has that block game. I mean, it didn't happen against the oh, Panthers. Sure. For yeah, everybody, yeah. But every single MVP contender has that. It just, it's. I'm curious about where the threshold is, and I just wanted to ask that because I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to ask that again. <laughs> <laughs> also, to so, clean up, to clean up something I said, absolutely did start the season. I was talking about a different player for that last take, not the whole thing. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I think at this point again, but I'm happy with what we got. Sure, yeah, <laughs> Bar- I, I, Texans absolutely should. Barring some kind of like just monumental cratering, he he's going to finish with the most impressive season for a rookie quarterback in the history of the NFL, right? And that's I mean Cam Newton, um, Justin Herbert. That's pretty good. That's not bad company, even just company, recently. Yeah. Uh. Would love to get your thoughts and comments today on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. You can access that at 107thescore.com. All guests appear via the Visual Edge IT hotline. Uh, The Texans play the um, Cardinals. Weird weird things happening in that organization, the Cardinals. Arizona? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't have more. That was just a take. (laughs) I have a theory. Oh, I love theories. I have a theory they're going to keep Kyler and they're tanking for uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. I think that they need a true number one since D-Hop has left. Um, But, I mean, they might surprise you, you know? I mean, there's a lot of other bad teams in the NFL. It'll be interesting. But this week, Texans dub, hopefully. Nervous. This is the kind of game that, uh, you know... Because it's like Carolina, right? They they entered that game, I think, riding a two-game winning streak. And Carolina, I think at that point, was winless. And you're thinking, oh, okay, well, three three wins in a row. When was the last time that happened? And then, so. 
I called it. I mean, I I saw in that game a uh, a Bryce Young bounce back, prove that I'm worthy of a conversation of a first pick. I mean, especially against the dude who went right after him. Could kind of see it happening, but it still hurt. So, Major League Baseball owners voted today to allow the Oakland Athletics to move to Las Vegas. How are we feeling about this? Are we are we hurt for Oakland? Are we pumped for Vegas? I'm only hurt for Oakland in that they've lost now two teams. Uh, and it's, I mean, it would just be like, uh, I don't know what you would call it. But if Golden State was just the last one to pack up, <laughs> that's the only reason I'm hurting for them. That Otherwise, would hurt. Yeah. Bad. I think I mean I heard for him, but at the same time, if you look at the attendance last year, I mean at one point I think they only had like, like I think it was somewhere around five thousand or yeah. or something like that at their game. My understanding in the middle of the year, and right. I mean how much do they really care? I'm not from Oakland, so yeah. I don't know. My understanding is just that Oakland, the city of Oakland in general, has just not been super friendly to the teams. Like that's one of the reasons that the uh, the Oakland Raiders left for Vegas is because they were just getting a lot more support and funding. I'm specifically funding uh, from the city. Yeah. But I mean, doesn't the, doesn't the team owe it on some levels of the fans to invest yes. in the product? Yes. And I think that the, the ownership of the A's again, I'm not some gigantic expert on this particular subject. Um, just, it, it was not, there are some owners where you might not like every move that they make and they might irritate you a little bit. Jerry Jones, for example, or, or Tillman for in, in, in Houston. Um, but at least they're like pissed off for greatness yeah. and they want to win and they'll dump their own money into it. And if there's a luxury tax, if you know, they need to overspend for a big free agent, whatever it is. Whereas Oakland, it was just like absolute bare minimum. I mean, they, they were just, I'm just here for the checks. You know, it's just an investment for them. Mm-hmm. So, so what, what does that do to the minor league team? Oh. Are they going to stay there? What, what do Are you they mean? in Oakland? Isn't isn't Oakland's uh, or AAA team in in Vegas already? Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. Maybe we'll just flip flop. Bottom line continues next. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Hey, good afternoon. It's the bottom line on 100.7thescore.com with Josh and 
Jackson. I'm Aaron. We're joining you today until 3 o'clock with you for just a few more minutes. Love to hear what you have to say on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. But right now, it's time for the most interesting fact of the day brought to you by Dos Equis. Do either of you have uh, living grandparents? I do, actually. A surprising amount. I do. How how old are they? Um, My grandmother on my dad's side is probably uh, mid-80s at this point. Mid-80s? Yeah. So born in the 40s? Well, I, I'd guess so, yeah. 40s, maybe late 30s? Okay. My grandparent or my grandmother just turned 70. So. 70. Okay. So in 1953, right? My, uh, all four of my grandparents have passed away. Um, they were born in the late twenties, early thirties, hmm. which is a long time ago. Yeah. It's almost a hundred years ago. Um, have you ever heard of Harrison Ruffin Tyler? No, that's not surprising. Um, he's 95 years old. Um, a fairly unremarkable life, a good life. For sure, I'm up, but you know he was a chemical engineer, much like a lot of other people. He's not going to be remembered or written about in many history books, yeah. much like the rest of us. Um, he went to Virginia Tech. He graduated from Virginia Tech. Um, was married for a very, very long time. Has three children. Do you know who his grandfather is? You you gave us a name earlier. And I have to believe his that's grandfather. Who it is, but I don't know. Again, grandfather. No, I don't know. Grandfather, former U.S. President John Tyler, who was in office 1841 through 1845. So the pres the tenth president of the United States of America still has a living grandson. That's cr those numbers hurt my brain. Yeah, how about that, dude? Yeah, he John Tyler lived 19 I'm sorry, 1790 through 1862. Um and how, he had how old is that grandson? 95. Okay. Dang. Born in 1928. And then his dad lived lived a long life before having him and then now he's 95. I mean that adds up to almost 300 years. So Yeah, his Still father uh Lion Gardener Tyler was born in 1853, lived until 1935, and so, uh, and he died at the age of 81. So he was fairly old when he fathered, uh, <laughs> you know, young Harrison Ruffin Tyler. I, I would say it's pretty interesting, right? Living grandson, yes, president. Yes, I would. Um, this on the H flooring center chat line from Panhandle Raider. NCAA is a joke. An evergreen comment. I agree. Uh, our friend El Jefe says there's a reason follow the money is an important expression. Um, somebody else says this. Uh, more like if you cheat, make sure that you have enough dirt on your conference foes that if you're found out, the conference will rather sweep all of the cheating under the rug than to admit that any of it was happening. What is it? Um, mutually assured destruction? Is that what it's called? Yes. Yeah, okay. A Cold War term. Uh, we will have Tech Talk coming up in uh, 11 minutes on Double T 97.3 from Twin Peaks, uh, where Clint Scott and Dr. Mike Gustafson will uh, spend three hours aimlessly talking about things really desperate uh, for my direction, <laughs> uh, but they won't have it today. I like that. Yeah. 
And then uh, Tech Basketball tonight on both 100.7 The Score and Double T 97.3. Red Raiders are about 24.5 point favorites against the Islanders from uh, Texas. Have you ever been to Corpus Christi? Yes. Except it wasn't for as much enjoyment as I would have liked. I went there on a mission trip to roof houses. So, oh, that sucks. Yeah, that sucks. It's humid. It was awful. <laughs> it was, I mean, did good work. It was awful. <laughs> anyway, yes. Jackson. Roofing houses. Yeah, I've been. It's right next to Houston. Not the right. not I mean, right it's not right next, but if you go to Galveston, if you go to Corpus, if you go to uh, Padre I have, Island. I've never been I mean, to Corpus Christi. That's surprising. Yeah. They got messed up during Harvey, though. I remember that. Because oh, I had right. a buddy that went to uh, A&M Corpus Christi, and he didn't even have, I think he was in the dorms at the time. He didn't even have a dorm room anymore. Wow. Um, but that was a while ago. I mean, when was Harvey? Almost five, six years ago at this point, if not longer. Uh, four games in the Big 12 tonight. Houston at, well, not really at, but they're playing Towson. It's in Charleston, South Carolina. It's a neutral site. Mm. Um, it's a midseason tournament event. Um, Oklahoma State's also on the road, but they're also playing in a neutral site event. It's at the Barclays Center. They're playing St. Bonaventure. Um, they're just two and a half point favorites. I think the Pokes are in for maybe a long year. Uh, UCF hosting uh, Cal State Fullerton. Um, on campus in Orlando, uh, part of the Jacksonville Classic. And then Texas Tech hosting Texas A&M Corpus Christi. Uh, the Red Raiders are the biggest favorite uh, of the night, at least in the Big 12. In college football tonight, no mid-American conference action, unfortunately. Uh, but still two good games. I mean, Colorado, th- this is perhaps, I mean, there is no perhaps. They need to win this game if they want to go to a bowl game. They're 4-6. and six. They're at Wazoo. Uh, Wazoo started out 4-0. They've lost six straight, which is incredible. Um, the Cougs are four-point favorites at home. We'll see if they can get it done. Uh, that game starts at 9.30, though. So if you <laughs> want to watch that one, maybe brew some coffee. And then uh, South Florida at UTSA. UCF is... I'm sorry. Oof, that would piss some people off. <laughs> South Florida is 5-5. Five and five. Um, and uh, UTSA 7-3. and three. They're undefeated in the American Athletic Conference. Uh, UTSA is a 16-point favorite. UTSA plays uh, South Florida, and then a big game next weekend at Tulane. Uh, the Tulane Green Wave, they're ranked currently 24th in the country. Uh, this in the chat line from Raiders Dad. Good news. Uh, Gus and Clint will both be able to have a very fulfilling meal of nachos since the Killjoy AD isn't there finally. No, it'd be a nice snack of nachos, not a meal. You ever been to unspecified uh, local restaurant that serves nachos right here just up the street? That's uh, a really not specific. I really can't. I can't clarify it any more than that. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I guess not. No, I'm not much of a nachos for meal either i guess jackson is depends. i guess it depends depends right. on the day depends on what i'm doing are you are you anti-nacho no meal? i love nachos but as a i mean it's as a, a snack meal. okay i got you yeah all right it's not a meal it's a snack it's on the appetizers menu yeah i'm surprised clinton on that because he Clint's he and a i moron. talked at length about at best appetizers and stuff like that oh, he's it was jeff jeff loves 
stale nachos or something like uh, that. A couple. Yeah, my, yeah. my yeah. wife like stale Cheetos. That's her thing. Like she'll buy Cheetos, open it, leave it out for a while until they get stale, and then that's her. Yeah, that's her jam. Um, well, that's one word for it. Uh, Steven says this. Uh, you haven't missed anything, AD. The airline in the Southwest canceled my flight. Drove seven and a half hours, Corpus to Lubbock. Oof. Is that Christmas last year? Oof. I would guess so. The big Southwest cancellation. I will be making that drive tomorrow. Oh. Not all the way to Corpus, but I'm going Houston. back to Houston for Thanksgiving. And uh, it's always a full day. <laughs> what <laughs> route do you crazy. take? I usually go south, like kind of through Waco. Um, but it's the shorter route. Yeah. And even though I'm almost 24 years old, my mom hates that route. Yeah. Because if I do it and it starts getting dark, she she freaks sure. out. Sure. So, well, it's like a lot of two-lane roads. You have yeah. to pass and stuff. But that, the other one adds like an hour and a half to makes it almost like a 10-hour What part of Houston are you going to? Uh, I'm going north. Okay. Northwest. So it's not, not so as it's bad. Not yeah. crazy. Yeah, yeah. If you but, were in like Pearland or something, it add another hour to it. Um, that was the route that I always took. But now that, now that whenever I make that, tr- uh, that drive down, I've got the wife. I've got bonus kid. Maybe a dog. It's just I stay on the interstate. Yeah. Uh, Stephen follows up and says, "Yes, that was after Christmas of 2021." Hey, thank you for letting me sit in with you guys. I enjoyed sweeping uh, take versus take. <laughs> I will uh, forever remember that moment. We have uh, tech talk next on Double T 97.3 from Twin Peaks. Gus and Clint. This has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.